Like, no, like serious. Do you want to hear from God tonight? Because I think, because I think that if you guys would just open your ears, open your hearts to listen to what is preached week in and week out, you'll start to see problems and issues and, and different circumstances that you're facing. You're going to start to see breakthrough in that. A lot of times, if you've asked me advice or asked me some questions uh, recently, I've recently started to do this thing where the first question I ask people who ask me for help or advice or whatever, I go, how, how much are you reading your Bible? Right? I say it a lot. And sometimes it's, I'm reading it a lot. And it's like, okay, well, here's this advice because I know this is going to be good for you and whatever. If A lot of times, though, I hear from you guys, from parents sometimes, from adults, I hear, well, not very much. And it's like, well, <laughs> there's, there's where you start. Guys, if you have issues, if you have stuff in your life that you're dealing with, but you're not willing to open this book up or open up the app on your phone, not right now, though. We're not doing that. But if you guys are going through those issues and you refuse to open this thing up, you're always going to have issues. I'm just, I'm, I'm, I hate to be the bearer of bad news. I hate to be the Debbie Downer. But that's just the way it is. So this time is really important. I, I, I really believe and really, really um, just think that, that that's something that we should hear uh, tonight. Um, hey, man, we're in week three already of uh, this, this uh, volume four of Bible Engagement Project. Uh, you guys download the app yet? No? Yes, maybe so? Yeah, hey. Get that thing downloaded. It's free. You join it. We have a YouTube video. Ask me how to download it because it's really cool. Um, maybe some of you guys are going through it with your parents. It, it's an awesome, awesome thing. Last week, we heard from Suzanne, our intern director. She's amazing. Is Suzanne here? Give it up for Suzanne, man. She's, she's, she, there she is in the back. She's awesome, dude. So, so glad that she was able to bring the word last week. But we talked about Ruth and Boaz. We, we looked at the book of Ruth. That's an awesome book. It's only four chapters. You can go check out the full thing because it is awesome. But she did a really great job of sharing that story. We're going to be picking up in 1 Samuel chapter 3 tonight. Um, we're going to go through the first 10 verses of chapter 3. Um, you don't have to throw it up just yet. But um, 1 Samuel, you remember we were talking about the judges, right? Like they, they were, there were these... There were these people like, like Gideon and all that stuff, and then we talk about Ruth. So this is the era of judges, okay? This is when there were people who were hearing from God, and God was calling all of these, these men uh, and, and, and even women, like with Ruth, calling them into some really awesome things. So this is at the very tail end of the era of judges. We'll get into that a lot next week. But the first two chapters, because we're starting in chapter 3, so you got to know the context. The first two chapters deal with Samuel and his miraculous birth after his mother, Hannah, cries out to God. She couldn't have a child for a long time. And she was so distraught about not having a, a, a child, and she wanted one so bad. Uh, Suzanne talked about it last week. Like, having a family, being married in that culture was everything. So much so that she prayed to God and she was crying at the altar and she said, if you give me a child, if you give me a son, I will just drop him off at the temple and he can be yours forever. I'm dedicating him to you forever. That's how desperate she wanted a child and God answered the prayer and she was able to have one and he sure enough was dedicated to the temple. 
And there was this, there was this mentor for Samuel. His name was Eli. Eli was like the high priest. He was the person. He was in charge of the temple. He was like a pastor, kind of. And he had let his sons, right? It was like a, a hierarchy. He had let his sons um, defile the temple. They were coming in, and they were using their power as a priest or as a religious leader to abuse people, to hurt people, to manipulate people. A lot of times, people can use positions of power and influence to do that, and it's never a good thing. And so what God was going to do, what God was going to do is replace him with Samuel. Because Samuel wasn't Eli's kid, but at the same time, he had grown in the ways of the Lord. He had grown in stature. He was going to, and we'll we'll read a a little bit about it, but some really cool thing with, with Samuel. So let's go ahead. Let's just read the first three verses here. So it's up here. I'm reading in the NIV. Uh, I like to open up a Bible. I don't just like to, to read it. Sometimes I, I will, but I like to open up a Bible. It's, it's always nice. Plus, you never know what I'm putting on a PowerPoint and showing you guys. It might not be true. I, I would urge you guys to, to read this thing for yourself. Make sure that it's true. But this is what it says. It says, the, bo- it says, the boy Samuel ministered before the Lord under Eli. In those days, the word of the Lord was rare, and there were not many visions. One night, Eli, whose eyes were becoming so weak he could barely see, was lying down in his usual place, and the lamp of God had not yet gone out, and Samuel was lying in the house of the Lord where the ark of God was. You see, this is a a really interesting thing because visions weren't widespread People were not hearing from the Lord that much in this time. It says here that that visions were rare. A lot of times, when people are corrupt, you don't hear from God. If people are messed up, you don't hear from God. So this culture had gotten so messed up that they just stopped hearing from the Lord. That's pretty crazy to think that that could happen. But that's exactly what happened here. And it says, Eli, his eyes were weak. And he could barely see. We talked about his sons. I I mentioned how his sons were defiling the temple. Eli had a prophet come to him and was like, hey, God's going to deal with you. And he was like, eh. So, these are my sons. So, what are you going to do? His eyes becoming weak weren't just a physical thing of like, oh, he was old and that's why his eyes were weak. His eyes were weak because he stopped listening to the Lord and he stopped hearing him and following him and obeying him. He, he was kind of doing his own thing. His eyes were this metaphor of where he was at. Hey, guys. Thank you. That was a problem last week, and I really don't want to have it repeat. So, listen, the lamp of God, a lot of times you're like, what is that, right? They didn't have electricity. <laughs> so, in that time, they would burn a candle And they would have something burning all night. And so when it says the lamp of God wasn't out yet, that means that it was like early in the morning. You guys like being woken up early in the morning? Oh, no. No, it's not good. But that's what it says. And Samuel was near the ark of God. That's not like the ark, like Noah's ark. But that was where the presence of the Lord was. Because in that time, we didn't have the Holy Spirit where it could just hover over and we're just here with, with God. They had to actually 
they had to actually put God in a box, if that makes sense. Okay, that's what they had to do with his presence. And Samuel is lying next to the ark of God. He was physically and spiritually close with the Lord. He made a point to be near the Lord. Hey, let me tell you, from these first three verses already with Eli and Samuel's life, we can learn this. Go ahead, throw it up. Be in a position to hear from the Lord. Already, nothing's happened yet in this story, but we already know that we have to be in a position to hear from God. We cannot, we cannot just let stuff happen and go on as if it's like nonchalant and be like, whatever. If God is speaking and we're not in a position to hear, we're going to be in trouble. We're going to be in trouble. And we're going to have trouble. You see, if we're not prepared to hear from the Lord like Samuel was, why would he ever speak to us? If we're not in position, why would he ever speak to us? What point is there to speak? If we expect him and we're in a position to hear from him, we'll start to hear him speak more clearly. I was in college. Um, I was in college, and maybe you guys have, like, lectures in high school or middle school where your teacher kind of just talks the whole class sometimes. It's not like a dialogue. It's, like, strictly, like, hey, I'm going to just tell you all the information. Listen, it doesn't get better. It happens in college all the time. And there was one time... I was in a systematic theology class. Yeah, exactly. No, I'm kidding. Uh, it's, a, it's a really in-depth theology class where you have to, I mean, and just to put it in perspective, the school that I went to was condensed from two schools into, into one or four schools into one. And so there was this systematic theology class. There were four classes that you had to take over the course of four years, one class a year, right? When the school merged, it got merged into one class. So, and the professor wasn't like, well, I only have one class, so I'll just teach the one class. No, no, no. He taught all four in one class. He condensed it all and jammed it all into this. So I'm sitting there at the desk, and he talked for 90 minutes straight. And there's no questions, and there's no clarifying statements, and there's no nothing. He has a PowerPoint, and he's just boom, 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 boom. Leaders, maybe you, maybe you guys are in lectures right now online or, or something like that, and you're like, oh, man, I feel that. Hey, check this out. Shh, 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 shh. Here's the thing. Here's the kicker. I'm in this really difficult class, and your boy forgot a pencil. <laughs> yep. And I looked at my bag, and I also forgot a pen. <laughs> and so I nudged on the person next to me, and I asked, and they're like, no, nah, dog, I don't got anything. I'm like, great. So I'm nudged on this person. Hey, can I? Nope, don't got anything. So, I didn't come prepared for that class that day. And on top of just feeling, like, I sat in the front, too. So, he's lecturing and talking and doing all this stuff, and I don't have a pencil to take notes. So, I'm just sitting there, like, trying to be intently listening. Everybody else is, like, not even looking up. They're just going hard. And, like, I'm sitting here, and I'm like, ah. You see, I got caught unprepared, and I missed out. I wasn't able to retain the information for that 90-minute class that everybody else was because they had a pen, they had paper, they had a pencil. They were ready to receive what the professor was giving in his lecture. 
So they walked away from that class going, man, I have this to study and this to study and this to study. And all I had was my memory, which is not very good. And it's even worse when you're in college. Trust me. Every intern said amen. (laughs) But listen, if you guys want to hear from God, if you guys want to, to have him enter into your situation and actually fix things that are going on, if you want to hear from him, you have to be prepared to listen to him. You have to be prepared to listen to him. Everybody say, I am prepared. Say, I will be prepared. Got to be prepared to hear from the Lord. Let's hear about what happened. Let's, uh, let's go to uh, verse 4 here. Got to get to my spot. Verse 4, it says, Then the Lord called Samuel, and Samuel answered, Here I am. And he ran to Eli and said, Here I am. You called me. But Eli said, I did not call. Go back and lie down. So he went and he laid down. And again, the Lord called Samuel, and Samuel got up and went to Eli, and he said, Here I am. You called me. My son, Eli said, I did not call. Go back and lie down. Now Samuel did not yet know the Lord, and the word of the Lord had not yet been revealed to him. A third time the Lord called Samuel, and Samuel got up and went to Eli and said, Here I am, you called me. He got it wrong a little bit. (laughs) He didn't recognize that God was talking to him. But you know what he did do? He obeyed the voice that he heard. Listen, we have to obey God's voice, even if it's confusing. Don't know why the obey is. It's fun. It's fun. Hey, listen, we have to obey God's voice, even if it's confusing, even if it doesn't make sense. Samuel, Samuel ran to Eli three times in the middle of the night. And it's like one or two or three in the morning. Would you guys do that? If you heard your mom or dad calling, maybe, maybe some of you are like, oh, they would hurt me, so I don't want to do that. But like, but like, if you heard them call, would you get up three different times and be like, yeah, what did you need? You know, it's hard to say. A lot of, I know me, I would want to sleep. You see, the, there's, there's, an interesting, there's an interesting thing because it also says in verse 8 that Eli realized the Lord was calling the boy. So he hears him for three times and Samuel didn't recognize it because God had spoke to, spoken to him before. He's like 12 or 13 years old at this time. He's like really young. It's like your guys' age, maybe. Eli and Samuel both, especially the first two times, Eli and Samuel both are confused with what's going on. Because not only would you n- maybe not run into your parents' bedroom or, or, or room or whatever if they were calling you and be like, what do you need? But if you ran in there three times and they didn't call you, <laughs> They would probably be really annoyed. Your parents would be like, dude, go to bed. (laughs) And so that's what Eli says. He's like, dude, go to bed. Like, chill out. You're good. And then it takes Eli 
this is important. Eli was the priest. Eli was the pastor. Eli was the person who was supposed to be hearing from God, right? Supposed to be the strongest and the closest to the Lord, right? Check this out. It took him three times to realize what was happening. Eli, or Samuel had never heard the voice of God, but Eli did. Eli was the priest. Eli was the pastor. Eli was the person in charge. And he couldn't hear the voice. Listen, we have to obey God's voice. Samuel, that kind of faithfulness, that kind of faithfulness is a characteristic that will tune our hearts to God so that he can speak to us. Listen, it may not be as direct or as honest or as, 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 not honest, as true to like what we think, right? How many people want to hear God, but you also like want to hear his voice, like literally speak to you sometimes? Like, would you just speak to me? Like, actually tell me what I need to do. A lot of times we do that. But listen, scripture says that the Holy Spirit, that the Lord speaks to us through a still, small voice. So sometimes you might not hear from God audibly. Sometimes you might not hear, but it's just a nudging, and you have to be obedient to follow that. You have to obey. You have to obey what God is, is calling out of you so that you can hear him and you can follow. And it's not always comfortable. Let me tell you, I've, I've been really practicing this just in honesty and transparency. I'm still sometimes really bad at it. But I've been practicing this over the past few years. Uh, I, I was under a pastor as an intern myself, and uh, he, he just really taught me to tune myself to the spirit and work in all these giftings, and he's amazing. But I found myself in a few uncomfortable situations. You guys want to hear some of them? So check this out. So I was eating at Texas Roadhouse with my cousin. I love my cousin. She's awesome. We, we watch all sorts of Marvel movies together and talk nerdy stuff. Like, it's, it's great. But we, we also like food together. So, so we, we would go out a lot of times, and it was so funny. They would think we're brother and sister, and we're not. But anyway, so we're sitting there, and I noticed that our waitress had a knee brace on. And I was like, that's weird. Okay, all right, whatever, she has a knee brace. But, like, then she started hobbling kind of halfway through serving us. I'm like, oh, man, this must really be hurting. And I was about to pay and leave, and I felt like the Holy Spirit. I felt like God was saying, hey, you need to pray for her. I'm like, eh, not me. I'll, I'll write it down on the ticket or something, like, the Lord loves you, bless you and keep you, like, we'll pray for your knee, like, all this stuff, right? And I, I was like, I really don't want to do this. But I, I heard that, 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 that nudge to say, hey, man, you need to pray for her. And I did. I stepped out, and I was like, hey, do you need prayer? Do you want prayer? And she's like, yes, would you please pray for me? And we, we prayed, and, and, and she kind of, it was, it was crazy, but she kind of like did this little step. She's like, oh, man, like it's not completely better, but, but hey, man, I'm, I'm with it. So we prayed a couple more times, and it progressively got better, and, and I, we left it. We had to leave at that point, but, you know, I was like, hey, man, I believe that the Lord is, is going to fully heal you. Uh, here pretty soon, and, and I had to step out, but it was really uncomfortable. You guys go out to eat a lot. Yeah, do you guys go to sit-down restaurants sometimes? 
It's kind of weird to maybe to ask your waitress, like, hey, can I pray for you? <laughs> Sometimes it can be really uncomfortable. Um, here's another uncomfortable thing that I've had to do. Uh, there's been times where I've been given, um, and we're going to get into some giftings here, but there, there's some times where I've been given words of knowledge for people. Words of knowledge are the spiritual giftings uh, that, that the Holy Spirit imparts to where it can, he, he literally will come in and tell me things about other people that I can encourage them with. And let me tell you, that's scary. <laughs> Because I'm like, okay, I'm going to pray for this person, and I'm going to pray boldly, and I'm going to pray for this thing to happen. But I really don't know if it's like, true. Like I told you guys, the kids uh, camp one where, where I prayed for this guy, this kid. And I'm like, hey, man, his struggle is your struggle. And I'm like, oh, great. He's probably not even dealing with this thing, but here we go. That's happened a few times for me. And it's always weird, and it's always scary. But those times that I'm obedient, God moves. Even if it's not like some miraculous healing or anything like that. Like, God moves in those situations. The craziest one is when I was in college. I called my mom. I told her this story, and she was like, you're an idiot. Come home. <laughs> like, don't be in Missouri anymore. I'm revoking your, your college card. I'm like, whatever. But I, I, I just left a Sunday service. I had just left a Sunday service at the church that I was attending. I went um, and I, I, you know, I, I would go grab food, and then I would just drive back to my dorm, hang out, watch football, all that stuff. And I was driving. I'd just gotten Zaxby's. You guys know what Zaxby's is? It's kind of like Cane's chicken a little bit. And so I'd just gotten Zaxby's, gotten my big, like, I, I eat a lot sometimes. Like, I just do. And so <laughs> it's not, not a good thing. But I, I got this big order of food, and I'm like, oh, man, I can't wait to get back, watch football, all this stuff. And I passed this dude who was walking with, like, two grocery bags of, like, clothes. It wasn't even, like, groceries. And I passed him, like, straight up. Like, okay, here we go. And I felt like, hey, park in this parking lot and turn around and go get him. Like, Sir, what? <laughs> hey, listen, Springfield is the eighth most dangerous city per capita in the United States. So picking up random people is not, like, my forte. It's not something I want to do. I straight up had somebody, like, knock on my window one time while I was in a parking lot. Like, I'm not about that, right? But I did. I, I, it was so weird. I felt like the Lord was saying, hey, I need you to park this car, turn around, and go get him, and give him all of your food. I'm like, all the food? Listen, I got, like, a burger and fries and appetizer and a big sweet tea here. Like, please, no. A food. Lord said, no, I want you to do this. And I did. I turned around. I'm like, man, I'm going to die probably, but that's fine. I get to see Jesus. <laughs> so I, I'm like, hey, man, do you need a ride? He's like, yeah, absolutely. He gets in. I'm like, hey, do you want some food? He goes, dude, I haven't eaten in a couple days. I'm like, oh, man. Here you go. I said, you, you can have this. Uh, I said, where am I taking you? He said, could you drop me off at the local church? It wasn't the same church that I went to, but there was a church that had a food pantry and, and some, some supplies for, for homeless people. This dude that I was, had in my head was, like, going to kill me. Turned out he was going to a church. And I'm like, hey, man, can I share Jesus with you? He's like, I already know him. And it wasn't, like, one of those things that, like, I know Jesus, but I really don't know Jesus. Like, he was, like, quoting scripture back at me. And I left more encouraged than he probably felt. Like, it was wild. Listen. Sometimes we have to obey God's voice and obey those nudges and obey what the Holy Spirit is putting inside of us, even when it's confusing and doesn't make sense. 
even when it's confusing and it makes no sense at all. Sometimes we have to just step out in faith. And I'm not saying pick up homeless people. Please don't, don't hear that. Don't be like, hey, mom, I need to go pick up everybody on the road. Please don't do that. But, but listen, like, we have to, to tune our hearts to listen to that. Do you guys want, want, want that kind of, uh, of hearing from the Lord in your life? I would hope so. Let's read these last two, two verses here, 9 and 10, then I'll be done. It said, so Eli told Sam, you'll go and lie down, and if he calls you, say, speak, Lord, for your servant is listening. So Samuel went, and he laid down in his place. And the Lord came and stood there. The Lord came and stood there, calling as the other time, Samuel, Samuel. And then Samuel said, speak, for your servant is listening. Check this out. Because of, because of, because of the obedience of Samuel. I love this. This is so cool. And sometimes you can read it and miss that stuff. But listen, it says that he not only came and spoke to Samuel, but he stood there. The Lord, the Old Testament Lord, stood there. Yo, that is awesome. And, he, and Samuel says this amazing thing. He says, speak, for your servant is listening. I want to hear what you have to say. Whatever it is, I want, I want to hear it. Listen, this is the last thing that I want to leave you with. Receive whatever God is speaking in your life. Receive it. I have a, 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 a pastor friend. He always says, hey, I want what the Lord has for me, even if it's a bad thing. <laughs> like, something I'm not going to like. If it's from the Lord, I want it. God is speaking to you, and you want to hear from him. You have to hear him even when he's saying things that you don't want to hear sometimes. When God speaks, when God speaks, there is purpose behind it. It's for something. Whether it's a calling, or whether it's a promise, or whether it's an answer to prayer, it is for a reason and a purpose. And we have to obey so that God could use us in the way that he wants to. You guys hear, hear me? Eli lost his voice in his position. When Samuel came in to hear from God, Eli passed away and his sons were gone. Samuel was the new person. Samuel actually was the first person to hold the office of prophet. You guys know what the Old Testament prophets used to do? They would speak on behalf of God. They walked in such a way that they would speak on behalf of God. That's wild. That's obedience. That's listening to the Lord and hearing what he has to say and being receptive to it. Samuel dedicated his whole self to hear from God, and God honored that. Honored it. With every head bowed, every eye closed, I want you guys to really pay attention. Shh, shh, shh. Listen. If you want God to move, if you want... Listen, 
if he, if you, if you want God to move in your life, like legit, if you really want him to move, if you really want him to speak, if you really want that for your life, but you refuse to listen to what he has to say, if you're like, I want to do this, I want to do this amazing stuff, I want to be the pastor, I want to do this, I want to be the missionary, I want to go out, but you refuse to listen to God, and you refuse to hear his voice, God will never use you. God will never, God will, will never open himself up to use you because you're refusing to listen to him. He'll still speak. He'll still nudge. Don't hear that, okay? Don't be like, well, I'm useless. That's not it. Let me, let me, let me just clear that up. If that's what you're hearing, that's not it. You have to listen to him to be used, guys. If you refuse to do that and you're like, I want to be used, it's not going to happen. So tonight, every head bowed, every eye closed. I don't want people looking around. Tonight, if you would say, listen, I, I want to be used, but I'm refusing to hear him. I'm cutting him off. I'm not reading my word. I'm not praying. I'm not doing this. Just in honesty, if, that was, if that's where you're at, and it could be for a myriad of reasons. It could be for, man, I'm angry at God, or I don't believe in God, or whatever. If that's you, would you just please raise your hand? Man, I don't hear, man. I refuse to. Listen, that's, that's an okay thing to admit. But what's not okay is to stay there. It's not okay to stay there. It's okay to be in a spot where you're like that. I get it. But it's not okay to stay there. Tonight, if you would say, I, I don't even know if God is even there for me to hear from him. Let me tell you, he is. He's very real. He loves you so much that he could speak to us in this way. He could literally call Samuel and say, Samuel, Samuel, please wake up. I got something for you. He loves you so much that he would send his son to die on a cross so we don't have to have priests and prophets and honorable people to, we have all those things still, but, but to have those people be the only resource to God. Jesus came so that we can have that relationship. If you don't know Jesus is your Lord and Savior, let me tell you, you're missing out. God has amazing things for your life, even if you don't think so. He loves you. Tonight, if you would say, I don't have a relationship to, with Jesus, but I, I, I don't even know if I would accept it, but I just want to hear more about it. That's all we're asking. Just hear more, because if you hear more, you'll want to hear more, and you'll want to hear more, and you'll continue to hear, I, I promise you. Jesus is that good. If that's you tonight, if you would say, I, I want a relationship with the Lord tonight. I want to know more about him. I want to know the next steps. If that was you, would you please raise your hand? Thank you. Let's pray. Father, I...